You're listening to the God, God Life Culture, Culture Podcast, Podcast, where faith and what's trending collide. And welcome, welcome back to the new episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie. And this is Miguel. And we're just so excited to have you guys tuning in once again for a new episode. Yes, thank you so much for tuning in, for being um, a listener today. We're so excited for everything that we're going to dive into in this episode. And we want to take a second to remind you, if you are not subscribed to this podcast, be sure to hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening to this podcast right now so you can be notified when we drop a new episode. And also, if you would be so kind, please leave a review. The review helps us um, just get this show out to more people so more people can listen to it. You guys have been doing an incredible job. Thank you to those who have left ratings and reviews and subscribed. We see you and we are grateful. Eddie, how are you feeling today? Feeling great. Actually, even more feeling just excited to have a new episode and it just be the two of us. You know, we've been doing um, a lot of great episodes with great guests and uh, we definitely enjoy those as well. But sometimes, you know, it's good to just be the two of us and get to like chit chat and just uh, bring forward things that we find interesting and all that good stuff. How are you feeling? Yeah, I mean, I agree. I feel I feel great. Um, I'm excited for everything that we've been uh, doing in the last few weeks. Um, like you said, we've had some guests, um, you know, join us and jump in on the podcast. And today is just going to be us two kind of bringing it back right to uh, how we started. But um, I think the guests have really added uh, great value to the show and to this podcast. And I've enjoyed the conversations. And there are some e- more conversations that, you know, we've recorded that we're in the process of recording that, you know, our listeners haven't even heard yet that I know they're going to be blessed. How have you, uh, you know, been uh, feeling with their guests and how have you kind of been blessed and edified? I mean, well, it's definitely one of the things that I take away greatly from everyone is their experience, their shared experience with God. And, you know, God works in everyone differently. You know, you have people that God works through them, through their talents as well. We've had musicians on, we've had worshipers on, we have writers and poets. um, And just seeing how through all, each and every one of those abilities and facets, and even, you know, these individuals who are people who are putting out great work for that, so that other people can consume and other people can be blessed by it, also have their moments and also have their trials and their tribulations and their processes that they have to go through in life. Um, And they use those experiences to be able to show the world that it is possible to be a servant of God. You know, even though you may be going through a low moment, even though you may be suffering, you know, or or going through a process of uh, depression or loneliness or, you know, just having a hard time because life is difficult. You know, we have had people be able to share with us their experiences in those moments and how God has brought them through those things. Um, So, you know, and it's great because we have been speaking a lot about these subjects throughout the years, um, but it's great to have a different perspective and have a different voice, share their views and opinions on that as well. 
Yeah, I think for me, that's one of the best parts and one of the parts that I love the most, the fact that we get to see, you know, the realness of whatever it is, whether it's a song, whether it's an album, whether it's a book that, you know, the the artist or the person is releasing, we get to see like the real raw story, right? We get the background information. Um, and like you said, a lot of these people and these guests that have been on, you know, life isn't perfect. Life isn't 100% all the time. And the journey to get to where they are wasn't a, you know, overnight journey or like a quick and rapid, uh, you know, journey. It took a while, right? And it took, um, you know, uh, for some people, it took suffering and just different experiences and different moments, right, to get them where they are. So if anything, I think this is an encouragement for Mm -hmm. us. It's an encouragement to the listener that, uh, you know, your favorite artists and your people that you follow and the people that you love and the people that you see putting out books and albums and they're musicians and they have songs and all these different things they one work very hard to get to where they are right and they also have been through it and it should be an encouragement to us that you know if we have those same passions and desires and goals in our life we are gonna have to go through some stuff we're gonna have to go through some hard times but you know we have many and plenty of examples of people that have been on that journey and that have made it to the other side. So I myself have been so blessed by the conversations. And like I said, we have so many more conversations that are up and coming. So many more people that are saying yes to being on the podcast and, you know, wanting to be interviewed and just being a guest. So it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. And if any of you listeners have someone that you would like for us to get as a guest, um, let us know who they are. Share with us their profiles um, in case we are not personally familiar with them. And we'll definitely reach out and try to make that work. You know, and it can be any anyone who has a, a perspective that you think would be edifying, maybe is in a... Um, an artistry or craft that is really cool and different, send them our way and we'll definitely reach out to them um, and get them on the pod. Why not? For sure. I mean, you know, we, we, we want everybody. So whoever it is that you think, (laughs) right, will be a great guest and will be a great addition to this. Uh, Definitely, you know, send us a message on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you're connected to us and let us know, but know and trust that we are working to get some of your favorite people and some of our favorite people on this podcast. And now, Eddie, I know today we're going to do something a little bit different. Do you want to just explain a little bit about what we're going to be doing today? Um, Yeah, I think it was uh, your idea to do a little fun, quick, like rapid fire uh, segment of just random questions um, that can be just like funny and also insightful for our listeners. You know, we have been getting a lot of new listeners as well that are going to have to make their way through all our past episodes to get uh, to get to know us uh, a little bit about us. Um, So this is a good way to just like get some random information about ourselves out there so that uh you guys can like get an insight into our brain and you know the type of people that we are yeah for sure so we're gonna do some rapid fire questions where we each have one minute uh to see how many questions we can uh answer in one minute uh questions ranging from just every type of topic right um so it's gonna be all over the place but we hope that at the (laughs) end of this right at the end of these two minutes you know a little bit more about us and hopefully you like us even more and uh you know don't click off the podcast and never listen again (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no, no, no. I think I think it'll be a fun thing. And um, I also, you know, like I said, I think it gives a great insight on us because there are a lot of things that we do get to speak about on these podcast episodes. But there are also other random stuff that just don't make the cut um, that people may find funny or interesting to know about us as well. Yeah, for sure. All right. So I will volunteer to go first so you can uh, ask me. All right. All right, so I'm going to set up the a timer of one minute, um, right. and in that one minute, you have to answer as many of these questions as you can, as fast as possible. Don't even think about the answer. Let's oh, see gosh. what comes out as an innate reaction. It's a trap. Uh, <laughs> it's a trap. Imagine right, what's so your you're social security keep, number. No, imagine. <laughs> are you going to keep track of uh, uh, yeah, the I'll questions? Put, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll answer. I'll ask my questions, and then... Um, when the alarm goes off, that's it. You're done. And the torture is over. And then it's my turn to deal with it. <laughs> All right. I'm here nervous. we go. I'm ready. I'm All ready. right. So here we go. I'm hitting the button. And we're starting now. So first question is, who do you admire the most? Uh, my parents. Okay. Describe yourself in three words. Driven, passionate, motivated. If you could get yourself anything at this moment, what would it be? A uh, desktop uh, Apple computer. Nice. What would you do with your 15 minutes of fame? Ooh, 15 minutes of fame. Um, oh my gosh. <laughs> so uh, I would tell the world about Jesus and how he loves them and how he came to save them. And <laughs> I would tell them uh, to connect with me on social media so that I can tell them about everything else. Okay. Have you ever tried to do something you know you would be really bad at? If so, what was it? Oh my gosh. Um, um, that's a good question. I don't know. Like, <laughs> try something to be really bad. I mean, that makes me sound like I'm good at everything, which is not true. Um, oh, that's it. Man, that was so quick. How many questions that's was it. that? I think you got like four questions in. All right, we're going to have to make this a minute and 30 seconds. I don't know. All right, let's see. Let's see how well you do, okay? Oh, no. Those are some deep questions. I'm trying to think like dark chocolate, milk chocolate, you know, Skittles, <laughs> M&Ms. What the heck? All right. Okay, All right, so, so that means I got I have, easy I have, let's see. Um, all right, I have my timer set up, and we're going to ask you some questions. All right. Yep, go ahead. I'm ready. Are you ready? All I'm right. Ready. The timer starts now. On a scale of 1 to 10, how cool do you think you are? A 7. How long does it take for you to get ready in the morning? 15 minutes. Would you go skydiving? Absolutely. Describe yourself in two words. Um, driven and um, ambitious. What is your dream job? Ooh, uh, honestly, it's going to sound so like blah. My dream job is just to be able to serve the people in whatever way that is. So whether it is doing podcasts full time, church work full time, it doesn't matter. I just what is your people. OK, OK. What is your favorite summer activity? Uh, swimming. If a movie was made about your life, what genre would it be? Uh, it would be a... Uh, Oh, what's that called? Like a comedic drama. Okay. And what is your favorite cereal? Frosted Flakes. And time is oh, up. There we go. That wasn't too All bad. Right. 
That wasn't too bad. That was seven questions. Yeah, and I lied. My favorite summertime <laughs> thing is not well. I do enjoy swimming, but in reality, it's like the amusement parks and like going on roller coasters and stuff. Yes, um, yes, which we haven't been able to do. I mean, were you able yes. to do that last year at all? No, not at all. I did. We've been bunkered down, unfortunately. Um, and things over. I mean, on Long Island, everything's been was closed last summer as well. So it was. I didn't. I couldn't even take the kids on any of those spots because they were mostly all closed. So no. So we've been itching to get on a roller coaster or something yeah. for a hot minute. But I. I don't think that was too bad. I think it wasn't too bad. That minute flies by. Um, yes, and your mind is going all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying. I'm whipping up memories from like when I was a kid. Like, what did I try that I didn't? I wasn't good at. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny but you would go skydiving that's something you really would do even I today did, i no yes i would <laughs> and no just because of the kids so if this would have been five years ago it would have been a hundred percent yes it's still something that i want to do uh but i honestly even though it is a desire that i have i think that because i have small kids and my fear is that my parachute will not open I will not be doing it. But I do. It is something I want to do. I definitely want to do it. You wouldn't do it? Um, I, you know what? I would. I would. I'm not afraid of heights. I'm not afraid of anything like that. But again, it's kind of the same thing that you're saying. I mean, I don't have kids, but I do think about my wife. And I think yeah. that, you know, I don't know. I think that's putting yourself in an unnecessary situation you know what i mean like if i had to jump off a plane for whatever reason then, you know but uh you know voluntarily signing papers and doing all this stuff like i don't know I yeah don't know. maybe once i'm 50 uh the kids will definitely be older and teenagers and stuff uh i think i may i may do it for like a 50th birthday type of a thing Right. But and we just moment, have to pray that everyone's healthy at that age, because <laughs> I would think that it's worse as you get older to do something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I don't listen, know. There's old, I see it all the time. A lot of older people in their late, you know, 60s, 70s or whatever, jumping off of planes and being uh, thrill seekers. And I think it's I think it is actually healthy. I've always said it. You know, there's a I think that when people retire, they need to keep themselves busy and active. Uh, because True. people make the, the the error of retiring and then finding themselves with nothing to do. And it kind of and I feel like you mentally start to like break down um, yeah. and deteriorate when you find yourself no longer keeping yourself busy or active in any type of hobby. I'm not saying take skydiving lessons and start jumping out the planes out of planes <laughs> if that's not what you want to do. Uh, but I do think that there is some type, there is a definite importance about being older in age and making sure that you still keep, you know, your pulse, your finger on the pulse of being young and active. For sure. And I think that, like you said, there are many uh, benefits when it comes to those people who are, like, you know, adventurous and putting themselves out there and still remaining active. And, you know, I can definitely uh, see that in certain people. Um, you know, I look at my grandmother. She's not jumping out of planes. <laughs> but, she would. I think but, she would. <laughs> I think she would. But, you know, she's always doing something. Right. And yeah. she's always, you know, active and on the go. And I do think that that definitely uh, keeps you young and youthful. So that that that's awesome. Um, 
you know, one uh, thing I wanted to talk about, and it was about, I think a week ago was a sermon that I had seen online. Uh, Mike Todd from Transformation Church, a lot of people know him, uh, one of my favorite preachers. Uh, He delivered a message on Isaiah 43.2. I want to read the verse just for context. So Isaiah 43.2 says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. So he spoke on that verse on a series that he's giving uh, titled Anchored. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, he started off the message like any other message, just standing there. He has his pulpit. He's talking, has everything set up. He has the big LED screens in the back. But let me tell you, as he starts, you know, getting real like into the message and just it's it's getting good. The camera kind of like zooms in and stays zoomed in on him. So you don't see kind of the floor, don't see anything around. And at one point they do this overhead shot and you know, one second he's standing there and everything's fine. The next second he's literally like submerged, like his ankles in water. Right. Mm. And like the whole stage kind of becomes this huge pool. Right. Um, and the LED screens in the back kind of form into like, you know, videos and and footage of like the ocean and a storm and all of these things. And, you know, he was definitely bringing home the point of uh, how sometimes we try to navigate our own storms and our own yeah. situations in life and we try to do it all on our own. So, of course, as he's talking, you think this is it. He's just going to have water. Then this boat shows up out of nowhere. Right. So the boat shows up. He's got the paddle. He's got everything. He's literally in a boat, like going around the stage where he's preaching and delivering his message. And there were sound effects of a storm. It starts raining like further into the message, like rain, legit rain (laughs) falling, you know, on him. He's wet. You know, uh, he has a microphone. The microphone is, is wet. Like he didn't care. Right. Fully clothed, had sneakers on. Uh, But he really brought home the point of, you know, navigating through storms and facing the storms of life and how we try to do it on our own. Right. One thing he spoke in particularly was about the anchor and how anchors have to go down deep. So you'll never really see an anchor. Right. Because it Mm -hmm. has to go down deep all the way to the bottom and how sometimes we forget that although we may not, you know, see God or we may not feel him all the time. Right. We immediately assume that he's not there or that he's forgotten. So he kind of brings the point that the anchor needs to go down to the deep and how sometimes, you know, our faith in those moments, you know, it does need to rise up and, and be even stronger, you know, in those moments. But it got me thinking. Mm. As he was, you know, delivering this message and seeing all of this, you know, it got me thinking to what church was many, many years ago, right? Or even what it still is today in some churches, right? Where it's just one person on, you know, this platform, whether it's a pulpit, a stage, an altar, however you want to call it, and they're just delivering a message, right? There was no graphics, no uh, PowerPoints, you know, I'm talking years ago. And as the years have progressed, it seems like, you know, there's now more media incorporated into messages and preachings and, you know, certain pastors will play a video and, you know, it has evolved throughout the years where technology and media has now become a part of a church experience, right? And a preaching where it kind of further brings home the point and drives the point home of whatever the preacher is trying to, to deliver to the people. But it got me thinking, seeing something like this, obviously, you know, 
Transformation Church, Mike Todd's church is a church um, that you would kind of consider a church that's a mega church. They have a really big platform. They have many different types of ministries and outreach ministries and, you know, big platforms that they're a part of where they have, you know, the space, they have the building, they have the technology, they have obviously the resources to make these things happen. But again, it got me thinking to, is it necessary in 2021 to deliver a message in that way to fully get the attention and the kind of the the focus, the attention of the people, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. maybe not so much the church, right? Maybe not so much the, the, the regular church member that comes and is a part of the church and has been a part of the church since forever, but, you know, could be the young people within the church, you know, the children within the church, or those even on the outside of the church. Is it necessary in 2021 and the times we're living in to have, you know, these type of visuals to captivate people's attention? What do you think? Um, If I was to answer the question, just like if I have to give you a one word answer, it is not necessary. Now, I'm going to break that down. While I don't think it's necessary because I think that someone who is connected with God and is delivering a message directly from God does not need all the fanfare. But what I will say is that it does definitely help. Um, You know, we live in the age of technology. We live in a generation where I think that... um, this generation, especially our younger generation, is a visual uh, generation. It's a generation that their eyes seem to be their most, uh, like the the ability to have sight is their most treasured, you know, thing. Like if they had to give, get rid of their taste buds, that's fine, as long as they can be able to see what's going on in the world. Um, and as a church, it is a great thing that if you do have the ability, if you do have the resources to um, uh, take advantage of the technology that we have at our disposal uh, to be able to make a message visually impacting? Why not? Why wouldn't you take advantage of a software? Why wouldn't you take advantage of, you know, if you have people in your church who are talented artists who can put up something graphically or who can build you a boat and an oar, whatever the situation is, uh, or if you have the, the financial resources to outsource for it, why not do that as well? You know, I think that it does have a strong impact. I didn't see the whole message. I did see clips of the preaching online um, that certain people had posted or whatever. And I was like, he's not really floating on a boat. And legit, he was on the water floating on a boat delivering his message. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. Uh, So it definitely has an amazing visual effect and appeal. I think that as a church or as a preacher, whoever that's using that method, what you need to be careful of is making sure that the message is more impacting than whatever it is that you're doing. Because if when people walk out of the service, if what they're talking about is, man, it was cool. He was on a boat. But then if somebody asks him, yeah, but what was the message about? Oh, I don't know. It was just, it was cool. He was on a boat. Yeah. You missed the mark. 
you missed an opportunity. It did not serve its purpose. So we have to make sure that we, when we do start to dive into all these great resources that are at our disposal, that we continue to make the focus, the message that God wants us to deliver on that day. So is it necessary? No. Is it something that can definitely help if utilized correctly? Absolutely. For sure. I mean, I agree 100 percent. I don't think it's necessary. I think that we see this a little more now. Right. With like I said, in these churches, um, you know, that have bigger platforms and have those resources. They have a bigger creative department, I guess. Right. And have a bigger budget. So think about the stuff that we do and with the budget we have. Right. And the resources we have. Imagine (laughs) if we had, you know, all of that. Right. What we could do. And, um, you know, I agree with what you're saying that sometimes the message can get lost. The focus can get lost. Is it a a great method to grab someone's attention? And especially, you know, they're doing their church all online and virtual. So they're getting people that are just on YouTube trying to just Mm -hmm. look up random videos that come across his messages and his sermons. So is it a great attention grabber? Absolutely. Is it something that you should take advantage of in the moment and, you know, push and promote that? Because again, it's something that's not seen often, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, if this was church every Sunday, right, then it's almost like we were expecting like, you know, uh, like what's the next production? What's the next move? What's the next show? What's the next, right? Where it kind of becomes a little bit of that, you know, that entertaining factor to it, that entertainment where it's not so much, again, about the message, but it's more about the theatrics, the art and, you know, all the the shebang and all that that's going to happen, right? That we really uh, lose the focus of the message. I personally loved the the message. You know, it's something he is uh, very animated and he likes to illustrate his sermons, which I think is amazing. He doesn't do things like that every week. Right. Um, but it's something that I think, uh, there are many people that watching that the visual definitely connects with the message and it further strengthens kind of the product, right. And the Mm. process. So, someone like me, I'm a very visual person. You could just talk and talk and talk and I'll get what you're saying, but I'm visualizing it in my mind. And if I could see it being played out, man, and I could see like seeing him in the boat struggling, seeing the rain and how he's trying to keep his eyes open and all that. Like I was feeling that, right? Because you visually can put yourself in that, in that place, in that situation where it's like, man, I've been there where I felt like I was going to drown or I felt like I was navigating that boat by myself. And again it's not every day you actually see the visual right of what it Mm -hmm. looks like and how crazy it looks like to try to do things on your own you know and just as crazy as it was to watch him on a stage with water and have a boat and trying to do everything on his own with his microphone his clothes on and whatever we look that crazy sometimes and we try to take things that it's god's responsibility right and we take it on our own strength and we take it and try to do it on our own and we crash and burn right? We look just as crazy. But I do think that in 2021, like you said, we are visually driven and that could be a great thing. And then that could also be detrimental. 
right? I think there needs to be a balance. I think that, you know, the creative teams in our churches can step up their game and should step up, you know, their, our game. And we should be doing things that people from the outside look in and be like, yo, that was amazing. Like, how'd Mm. you do that? We should be getting people's attention. But at the same time, our message should be very clear. Yeah. No, and I think that it does serve as an inspiration. Um, and I think that it also gives, because I, you know, I feel like a lot of times in our churches, people who are not, who may have um, artistic abilities, but are not a singer or musician, maybe usually can't find their niche in a church, can't really see how they can, you know, use their gifts and their talents during a service. Um, And, you know, once they start diving into ideas such as this one and figuring out ways to collaborate with, you know, with the pastor, whoever is giving a sermon or the worship team or whatever, and figuring out how to use those gifts and abilities that they have to help visually enhance what's going on i think it's a it's a it's a venture worth going into you know because if god gave you the gift and the ability why not use it in a way that you know it is glorifying to him and can serve as an impact to those who are physically there or watching it you know uh through a streaming platform um but it is it is it is and i'll say it again it is a very important thing that we do not become an in the entertainment industry uh but that we use what the entertainment industry is using, you know, to glorify and lift up the name of God. Yeah. And there'll be people that will look at something like what he did and call it entertainment, you know? Um, And to be honest, there are many things in the church that I consider to be entertainment, (laughs) right? (laughs) Where it's like, you know, I know you weren't trying to be funny, but what you just did and what you just said was very funny. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like um, you can, you can see the heart behind certain things, right? You yes. can see when it's, you know, we're doing the late, the the latest trend, right? And we're mm-hmm. doing the latest, uh, whatever's out right now, we're just bringing it and incorporating it. We're just putting like a little twist to it to like make it sound like, you know, like, right? And you, you could see the compromise and you can see when it's like, okay, but I don't think that was really necessary, right? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, when there's a heart behind something where it's like, you know, we really wanted to take this and make it super, super relevant, you know, and it's like anything. If he were to do a sermon illustration like this every week, right. And be constantly on a boat in water, doing different (laughs) things like that, it would become common and get boring. Right. So I think it's something that we, uh, you know, should definitely take and, and apply to our lives, apply to whatever we do, our creative departments within our churches and see, man, like, you know, we may not be able to get water right in our (laughs) stage. You may not be allowed to get water in our stage. Right. But what can we do to further bring the message home, especially when it comes, um, I want to say it's like the youth and children's ministry. You know, yeah. I think oftentimes, especially with children's ministry, we try to have adult services and adult programs with children. And we have to kind of come to the realization like that does not work. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you may have to stretch yourself a little bit and 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 be creative and see like what else you can do to, uh, you know, bring that message home. I always yeah. say it's the spiritual component with also the practical component. They go hand in hand. So how can we take this spiritual idea and how can we take this message and this point that I really want them to get? How can I make it so clear and attach it to something in their everyday life or bring a point to life or an illustration or a, a live example 
of you know what this is so i and think I, it's great yeah and I, and I do want to point out that i think it is also uh a viable thing for you know because you mentioned the, the kids and the and the youth uh but i think that there's this this group of young adults who find themselves too old for the for the youth too young for the quote-unquote adults <laughs> uh, in certain churches that I think could definitely benefit uh, from being the creatives to push these ideas through, but also that need uh, this, you know, this really cool way to be spoken to, ministered to, um, and to receive these messages as well. You know, I do, I, you know, and, and I, this could be a subject for another day, but there is, I, you know, for example, me, 32, I'm not old enough to, in my mind to be like part of the old gang of a church, but too old to be part of the, of the, of the youth of the church. Um, so you have a group of people that find themselves in this weird space of, I am still in tuned and like what the younger people are doing, but I have a whole bunch of older people above me who that's not maybe their flow. So it's really like being able to navigate that as well for those young adults who can definitely benefit from it as well. For sure. And like I said, when you have the heart, um, you know, behind something that's acceptable and pleasing and you are, you know, doing it with, you know, the the best intentions, I, I truly believe that one, God will give you the resources that you need. God will provide the tools that are necessary, right, for you to, um, you know, uh, carry out that mission. And he'll also kind of put peace in people's hearts, you know what I mean? Where it's like, you know, they'll be receptive and they'll be open to that. Um, but you know, I think it's, don't get discouraged. You know, there's always a negative Nancy. There is always a person who is going to have something to say. And that's messed up if your name is Nancy, by the way. Well, I'm sorry. You know what? No, I'm going (laughs) to (laughs) stop. But, you know, you do have individuals who are always going to have, you know, and there's people that give you like backhanded compliments who they think they're being nice, but in reality, they're being shady. Those are the type of people do not pay attention to ignore them because a lot of times those are the people that are more vocal than the people that are actually blessed by what you do. So like Miguel is saying, when you know your heart is in the right place, when you feel like God is calling you to put something together uh, so that it can bless the people, your job is to be obedient and do it. And like always, like I said before, and I'll say it again, to make sure that he is the pivotal part of whatever it is that you're doing. For sure. And like, you know, I said earlier, he was basing it on Isaiah 43 two. when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. you. So at the end of the day, that, that, that was the message, right? And, you know, um, we are living in crazy times. We are living in times that, you know, um, a lot of people are just going through it. And we have to trust, right, that when we go through these times, we're not going through it by ourself. Amen. So thank you once again for tuning in to a new episode of the God Life Culture Podcast. Yes, be sure to follow us on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you, uh, you know, are on social media. Definitely give us a follow. We are there at God Life Culture Podcast. Um, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Be sure to subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating. Okay. Let us know who you want on the podcast. We want to hear from you, but be sure to subscribe because we have some amazing guests lined up in these next few weeks. 
Um, and like I said, it just gets better and better and better. So you don't want to miss a single thing. Yeah. And make sure that you also share it, post it on your story, post us on your Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok pages, uh, send our page, you know, uh, whether you listen to us on Spotify or Apple music or wherever anchor, you know, send people the link, be like, Hey, listen to this. I heard this really cool episode. I think, uh, you would greatly enjoy it. Um, and just help us get the message out there. Like we said before, it's all about the heart and our heart is really about getting the message of God out to the masses because there are people that are in need of listening to these subjects and getting strength and being motivated to go out there um, and just be a, a tool, you know, in this world. So we want to thank you again for listening to the God Life Culture podcast. That's God, God Life, Life Culture. Culture. Until next time. See ya. Bye.